What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You don't understand how many brokers would, you know, just, wow, man, you're, you're a very good carrier. You know, you're, you're, the, the, the communication is great. And stuff like that is how we build relationship with brokers, um, just communication, you know, just respect, just knowing um, that there's multiple people involved in this and not just me and you because the broker deals with the customer, they want to know where their stuff at, you know, so you got to update them, then you update them, and then everyone's kind of happy, you know. For brokers hitting you up, asking you where good. you at, that's, 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 that's not a good one. Turn my mic up. Where you? Take this. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, all right, hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another amazing episode. And to my right, I have Wayne and Forty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also known as the Box Truck Bros or the Box Truck Brothers. Are y'all real brothers or y'all just real bros? Brothers. Real brothers. Because I know real nowadays brothers. all the young guys, they're like, that's my bro. Nah, nah, nah. Same mom, same, same dad. dad. Same mom, same dad. All right. So true, truly the Box Truck Bros, you guys both drive box trucks, have a box truck company. Yes. Right? How long you been in business? Um, about two years. Yeah, about, about two years. About two years. How, how's it treating you, man? No complaints. No complaints. All right, cool. So the brothers wanted to come up here and add some value to the truck and hustle audience, man. One of the most popular topics that we talk about and touch on is definitely box trucks. You know, last mile, uh, you know, white glove, you know, all the different type of, you know, verticals you can get into. So I'm sure y'all know something about that. So we'll get into that. Let's start with the backstory. Let's try to understand where you guys are coming from. Let's start. Well, you guys are from the same place, so y'all can yeah, talk for each other, damn near, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of, sorta. All right. Well, who, who, whoever yeah. wants, whoever wants to start, where y'all from? Tell me a little bit about you know growing up. Um, good. I mean, well, we we from uh, the, the DMV area, primarily uh, Arlington, Virginia. Um, I mean, my mother was a single home. Uh, it was me and my me and my little brother. Our older brother got locked up at a young age, so me and my little brother had to kind of fend for ourselves. So, um, our mother definitely was. A drug user, so that kind of played a, a hard part on, like us growing up and things like that. So, we always knew that we were going to like you know make it. We were just trying to find a way, you know. And this ended up coming about, you know, in the most craziest way because COVID kind of slowed it down for us to actually like tap in and actually get things going. But we definitely had it hard growing up and starting out. We uh. I was in foster care. I went in there for about, and when I was like 15, I went away for about a year and a half. I came back home. I was, I was like a grown man at that point. So when we came back home, we really had no structure, no guidance, nothing like that. So we kind of was just finding our way. I dropped out of school in the 10th grade and had a son when I was 20 and just started working. And then I was able to, uh, Weezing my way through to different positions, become managers and things like that, and see some type of money. But ultimately, you know, I knew I needed to do something for myself. So when COVID got here, you know, me and my brother kind of tapped in, and he was like, um, now is the time. Okay. The world is slow enough. You know, 
things is at a at a standstill. So now is the time for us to break that in. What, what were you doing before that? You said you were, uh, you were a manager at some places. What type of yeah. work were you doing? Um, so actually, before this, I was a uh, I was a financial manager for a bank, uh, specializing in payday lending and, and things like that. Um, I could so, definitely see you working at a bank. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know it's crazy. I know the way I look, and I, I didn't have tats and things like this before I got into the, the trucking. I didn't look like this, you know. But once I got into, you got my to express own, yourself. Yeah, yeah. So which I was is like, one of know, the keys to entrepreneurship. You could be right. who you are, right? No so, doubt. Um, but that gave me my financial background. And before then, I was a general manager for U-Haul, so that gave me my my trucking background. And okay. Then, so then forty. So what were you doing around this time, bro? Bro was working at the bank. Um, around uh, this time, um, this is 2020, was, right? To put it in context, yeah, 2019, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020 yeah. So, pandemic. So yeah, before that, I was um, I was I was, I was doing a school. Uh, and you're the younger brother. Yeah. I'm How old are you? Yeah, I'm 30. 30. Yeah. Okay, so you're 30, 32. 32. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was going to school. I was going to college. Um, before that, I caught a I caught a felony at age at age 18. So um, when I caught that felony, I did a year uh in county. So when I came home, I was kind of like uh. I played basketball. So I was trying to get back into school. I was trying to, you know, go to school for basketball, use basketball scholarships to uh, get a degree. Um, but school was never really my thing, you know. So I kind of dropped out after a year in school. I failed. Um, around 24, 25, I kind of got my life back together. Uh, I was kind of just working dead-end jobs, like, from 1920 to 24. Uh, so 24, I just had to go back to school to pursue a degree. Um, I played ball for a year. Same thing another time around. Um, fell out of school again. I didn't have a grade to kind of go on. So I started working at a preschool. I worked at preschool for about two years. Um, getting paid $10 an hour. That wasn't it. Uh, so when I had a felony, a lot of people were telling me that I can't get a job, you know, because you had a felony. I was going to go do IT. Uh, so, um, after the preschool, I said, you know what? I can work as much as I want. My whole goal was to start a business. So uh, I quit the preschool and I started doing DoorDash for about 2016 up until 2020, just like DoorDash on steroids, like every single day. <laughs> you were the crazy DoorDash man, huh? Coffee yeah. runs, lunch run, dinner run. Were you, were you making good run. money? Yeah, I was, I was doing so. I was kind of doing it where I had two phones. So I used my brother. I had an account under my name, account of his name. I was doing two DoorDashes. I had Grubhub. I had Postmates. I had uh, caviar. I had all the food delivery services. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, it's multiple streams of income. Facts. Technically, you know. So um, I did that for about four years. 2020, um, you know, look back at what we had saved. Uh, my brother was working at U-Haul. That's when we kind of decided to, you know, it's time to start a business. Okay. Um, now, stop right there. What 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 made y'all, I mean, U-Haul makes sense. Like, you're around trucks right you're around box trucks you're doing DoorDash. you're doing transportation so you gotta put this thing together right you're doing like last mile delivery already kind of and you got the truck so what's the conversation sound like that y'all had when y'all came up with this master plan to start a box truck business so i'm gonna let you tell him i told him i want to start a business so (laughs) when i was like 23 i worked at a street sweeping uh worked with my cousin we used to clean the parking lots so um, when I was talking to him and about how much they make, he was saying they make good money. So my whole goal was to do the street sweeping. Um, and I bought the book and all that. And I'm telling my brother, yeah, we got to do street sweeping and stuff like that. And okay. he's like, nah, that's not the move. <laughs> so I let him take it from there. Okay. Um, um, so 
when I was trying to tell them that's not the move, I'm saying because you got to also, we got to come up with a business that we can market to both commercial and residential. If you get a street sweeper, we only kind of marketing to commercial. We don't have the means to actually market to anybody that's residential. We need right. to be, be strategic about this. So let's brainstorm. So we came up with an actual brainstorming web, and this web had a box truck, a carpet cleaning truck, a landscaping truck, and a tow truck. That's dope. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah. so we kind of like compared and contrast, you know, what all we can and can't do. So essentially, I think about three out of five of those we can do utilizing a box truck. Landscaping, you could put the equipment on there. A carpet cleaning, you could put the equipment on there. And then tow truck, I mean, you can get a, a trailer and, I guess, tow something. So you can all, you can essentially utilize this truck for all these things we have on the web. So once we got to the box truck, we were like, well, we need to be able to just use the truck first. We don't want to buy the truck and equipment. The truck needs to make us some money. So what can we do first with the truck before we buy equipment? So then we were like, all right, we want to, we want, we want to move people. We want to move things, but we don't want to touch it. So how the, how the heck can we market to both commercial and residential? You, you pack it, we haul it. So then I was like, you know, for, for the, for the residential, you know, they pack it, we haul it, but how can we do this for the commercial side? And Forty being a genius that he is, <laughs> yeah, he I, called me like, "Bruh, no touch freight." I said, "What?" I saw like, it on YouTube. Man, he started slinging YouTube links was, to me left and right, and I'm watching it. And Amazon watching was popping. It. A lot of Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon stuff. So okay. that's what we kind of based it off of. He was talking about junk hauling and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, that's that's that don't seem like no decent money, but okay, right. So I got you turn down that 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 um, when you get a, it can't can't. All right, no worries. Go ahead, do your right. thing. Um, yeah, so I got on YouTube, started looking at what you can do with a box truck. Um, and I seen that people was doing Amazon Relay. This is before people was going over the road, stuff like that. They was just mass marketing Amazon. So I was telling my brother, I'm like, look, man. No, also, no, I think we did find something about someone going over the road. So okay. There was a guy. It was the first guy I ever seen. And, <sighs> Tell him about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, knowing what I know now, um, he was definitely wrong. Um, from just like a lot of information that he gave us. But he also was telling us about how you pick up loads, how you use the load board to get loads and things like that. We wasn't really interested in going over the road at first because he had kids. So we was kind of thinking about how can we stay local and be home every night. And that's when we kind of came up with the Amazon thing. So um, that was what we kind of started with was Amazon. So at this point, y'all just brainstorming. You haven't, nobody's bought a truck yet, right? No. Uh, yeah, so we brainstormed from like what, September, October? So September, October, we end up, like making moves like November. Yeah, November. 10th. How much money do y'all start this business with, or or do you have to start this business? Are you asking now or then? No, no, no. Then, like, what do you have in your bank account? You you you're brainstorming a business, and how much money do you guys actually have physically to put together to make it happen? I mean, if you can remember. So so we didn't really we didn't like as far as like the whole having money saved and stuff like that. We want to think about that. We right. were thinking like we just gotta get this truck. Okay. So we came up with so nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. 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 But we, but we had. We we had, had yeah. Yeah. Your money, money yeah. but not a large amount yeah. to get started. All right. So right. we came up. Uh, it was twelve thousand dollars for the down payment for the okay. truck. Okay. Um, okay. Wasn't wasn't that bad compared to what it is now. What type of truck you get? Uh, twenty fifteen International. Okay. Door style forty three hundred liftgate. Um, he actually found that truck. Um, Where'd you find it? Yeah, um, crazy. So he was actually on the way to our mother's house, and she lives in the country somewhere. So as we're going down there, it's this heavy duty dealership that's parked up on the hill, and right on the, on the hill is this big yellow <laughs> box truck. And I'm like, we already said, bro, we're not getting a yellow truck. We're not getting a, a, a Mrs. Frizzle <laughs> Magic School bus. We're not about to. We're not about to be pushing for you. For one, I want people to at least know that 
this is ours, because with it being yellow, it still looks like it's rented. At least, right. At least if it's white, it kind of could possibly look like we own it. But yellow, they definitely don't think we rented it. So he was like, nah, nah. I said, well, let's at least just stop, though. At least, you know, get an understanding. Because we, we, we still didn't know much about diesel trucks. I mean, I worked at U-Haul, but U-Haul is gas trucks. This is diesel truck, air brakes. It's a, it's a, it's a commercial truck as opposed to the 26-footers at U-Haul, which are residential. They got low, low docks, things for people to move and put appliances and things on. Yep. But this, it's a big truck. It's way bigger than, you know, the, your average U-Haul 26-footer. So we kind of stopped and just, you know, wanted to get a look at it. The guy that came out there, um, Matt. Matt Goodman Trucking down in, uh, in uh, Amelia County, Virginia. But uh, he came out there and, like, he didn't sell us the truck. He more or less came out there like an educator. Sold you the value. Like the, the, he just gave us, sell the sizzle, Man, not the steak. What? He put he the butter right on the He put the sizzle steak. on us. <laughs> like, so even though, so when we, I mean, he gave us like so much information, like just about the truck and how the operations of the truck and things like that. He's not even selling us a truck. He's right. just telling us how this truck operates, things like that. And so, it had a lift gate on it, which yeah, is. Yeah, and it had a lift gate on it. That's big. We didn't know about that at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. We didn't yeah. know. We didn't know how. Yeah, that's like striking gold. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we got a lift gate too? Yes, 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 yes. Because I got a truck now and I don't have a so, and you uh, wish you had one sometimes, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> well, you do have touch too, so, you know, but yeah. Don't sure you could always use it. it. Yes, yeah, sir. But, I, you know, I, I make my dues with it, without it. But, <laughs> yep. um, but Matt, he didn't really um, he didn't really sell us a truck. He really just educated us on it. So, when we left, we was just like, we was both just stuck in all around. We still, still got to get to our mother house, but we just riding like. Hey man, I know we sound well on a yellow truck, <laughs> but, but that is, yellow truck right. is going to be the truck. Low, mi- low mileage. Low, I think it was like 130,000 miles for 2015. Allison, he was selling us. He got his uh, shop. He was saying that uh, the best OTR motor to have is a Cummins motor, Allison transmission. If you can get that type of combo set up, stay away from Max Force. And stay we see cheaper Mac- trucks, but it was. Max Force engine and stuff like right. that. So yeah. it's kind of like. So it was in line with what you had seen and, and on YouTube and everything. Yeah, and everything. The only thing was the color, but right. he just told us the color went out the window. I don't right. get nothing about the color. So we, we riding and we kind of like, right, that's it. Right. And we had been looking, but you know, we just ain't know where it was at. But right there on the way to our mother house, it just sat right there on the hill, just calling okay. us. Okay. So we, we ended up getting that. So you truck. say you put 12 down? Yeah. How much was the truck just total? Uh, 32. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. We ended up getting taxed on the finance part on the on the on the uh, on the interest. Um, okay, talk because, about that. Uh, when we first started, like I said, we ain't we don't we ain't know nothing about business. You know, we ain't know nothing, we ain't have credit. We didn't have. We just had cash. You know, so um, when we went there, they, you know, they were saying that you got to get a business loan stuff like that. So because we didn't have any kind of you know business background or business credit, they were saying that yeah. they didn't want to uh, finance us as a new business. So a lot of people were saying no. So we had to go to um, through like an independent someone who finances independently. Right. And I think it was Maxim. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Maxim mm-hmm. Commercial sound, sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. So they deal with a lot of people who don't have uh, credit stuff like that. But they the interest rate is crazy. They taxed high. you. What was the interest rate? Forty seven percent. Woo! 
Jeez, that hurt my soul as soon as you yeah. said that. Forty-seven percent. Yeah. Um, and and we, we didn't want to do it. We was like, nah, we're not gonna do it. Y'all knew um, better than that. Y'all was like, yeah, nah, that yeah, this man it. works at the bank. He knows yeah. about interest. Yeah, um, yeah. But we kept shopping around with different companies, and no one would no one would finance us. So, so we ended up having had to, had to, had to get in the game. Yeah. Um, had to get spanked. Right. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens. Um, yeah. You know. So we ended up uh, once we kind of set on it, we went through with the paperwork and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Twelve thousand dollars down. Finance the other forty something thousand dollars in interest, um, on top of you know what we put down. Um, and yeah, and that's how we got the truck. What about insurance and all that? Um, insurance, insurance. I think we only put down like seven seven hundred dollars. About insurance, that was like eleven hundred dollars per month. Okay, it wasn't that bad. I got a good driving record. Um, I think he had a decent driving record. Now so. you have CDLs, right? No CDL. no CDL, so it's still non CDL. Yeah, non-CDL. Okay, um, and that's what we was going for with the box truck. We didn't want anything over the twenty six hundred. Yep, twenty six thousand rather. Yep. Yeah. So um, the insurance was kind of cheap. Okay. Um, there, there was some, there were some ways to get a cheaper insurance down payment that we found out, which is how we had a cheaper down payment. So with freight, um, a lot of people. Well, in order to move freight, you need to have a million dollar policy um, in order to move freight. But right. in order to go active. You only need $750,000 policy. So a lot of people get into the business, they think that you need the million-dollar policy because you need a freight move. But if you just get the $750,000 policy, that's going to be a lot cheaper. Um, it'll make your down payment cheaper. And then after a couple of days, once we were ready to move freight, like a week, because we bought the truck in like December, but we didn't start working with Amazon for like a week or two later. Mm. So we just got the cheaper down uh, insurance policy, $750,000. That made it cheaper, and then once we were ready to move freight, then we up uh, upgrade our up to two million. Yeah, two million. Yeah. Okay, got you. So you said the first opportunity is Amazon. That's the first money y'all make with the truck. <laughs> I don't want to say made money. I want to say no money. money. But yeah, that, that, was that was the first opportunity. Yeah, that was, that was our first, first experience yeah, with our truck. Did you know anybody else working with Amazon? Outside of YouTube, no. Just so you just seen it on YouTube, you connected with Amazon. We just call somebody in the office, say, "Hey, we're the box ain't truck bros. We want to move yeah, Amazon freight." We got it. We had a friend. Um, I ain't gonna say his name because he's gonna see this on one day. But he uh, <laughs> he uh, he was kind of sizing us up, and that's basically like boosting our head up, saying that you know, yeah, you can use my MC and yeah. you can use my stickers, or you can you can run Amazon. So we like that. All we gotta do is hurry up and get the truck, you know, because he already gonna let us. Use his authority and things like that to get on. So, you know, when we finally got into the game. He went ghost stop on you? Stop answering the phone. Like, I've heard wow. this story before, man. Damn. Like, you just what? let us happen so much. You just so let us to all of this. Like, we just dropped bread, you yeah. know, and it's like. I've literally heard this story dang, a million okay. times. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they tell you that story. Yeah, anybody watch out because, you know, you really want to just have your own thing set up. Your own LLC, MC, everything just set up because you based on somebody else and. They stop answering the phone on you. You know, you, now you just sitting in the middle you're of the stuck. water, just yeah, like, what am I gonna do next? So yeah, so yeah. so y'all y'all actually were depending on that. So yeah, but you knew about it be through yeah, him yeah, still. Yeah. So we just just go connect directly to them. How'd you get signed on with them? Um. So so with Amazon, the process is easy. Once you get uh your your policy in line, you have the right um the right requirements as far as like two million aggregate, the uh, million dollar liability cargo. You just apply online through Amazon, and then they'll approve you within, like, I think I was, like, a week turnaround. Okay. Um, you know, so once we did all our stuff, got all our policy right, then after a week, we got started. One thing about Amazon, what we didn't know was Amazon's a little bit difficult. It's not, like, freight. It's not where you just go pick up the load and, you know, you could be late. You got traffic. 
Amazon is more like you're working for a whole other company. <laughs> yeah, you actually, you actually work. You have a job, so yeah, it's like yeah, but, you know, it they, wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah, they they, they kind of grade you based off of performance. If you're on time, if you cancel a load, um, if you if you get there late to your pickup and drop off, so they they grade you on like a point scale. Um, and if you're if your score drops below a ninety, like a certain score. Then they restrict you from seeing loads for six weeks or until mm. your score could be set. Hit you, right in, the, hit you so right in the pocket, we boy. We didn't we didn't know nothing about that. Our first day at Amazon. <laughs> How late was we? <laughs> this try, this try, hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. We were, try, y'all want to say Amazon is the bad guy. Hey, listen, no, y'all listen, was late. No, no, listen, listen. <laughs> they have no rule. They don't care about nothing. They don't care about nothing. You got it. Like, so when you get to these places, especially if you get into a new domicile, a domicile is a warehouse. But if you get into a new uh, domicile that you've never been to, you got to go all the way around this building to go check in with the security first, get your badge, like approved for this domicile and all of that, and then go back all around. So if that. you ain't at least an hour early just to, you know, beat all of that, then it's a wrap, man. Yeah. You might as well go ahead and go home because so, that load is going, that load is going to be late all day. Every stop is going to be yeah. late. You yeah. might as well cancel. Yeah, multi stop. <laughs> right. Five yeah. stops. So you late to the first one. You late to all five. That's yeah. five times being late. Yeah. So that's your you starting off your average, you 0 for five. So you you gotta have a lot more loads to kind of compensate to bring it up to a 90. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, our first day was was terrible. Um, <laughs> our first day was terrible. <laughs> Man. Um yeah, so we that that was that was the thing with Amazon and we could never get it right. I think we ran for like a week. Um we ran for like a week, we made about what three thousand dollars. And I think at the end of the week, when they gave us our score, it was below 90. Mm. So, so we, we they restricted the us for board. six weeks. Already, first week. So and now we, we, we don't have do. no, we didn't have no other like uh, source of hauling. So in Amazon, was we had, at this point, we had kind of like put all our eggs behind Amazon. Yeah. So when they set us for six weeks, he went back door dashing. I'm just back at home. We just, you know, waiting for these six weeks to, you know, no pass. And this right. happened to us. Every three, time we got back. Every time we got back. One. So a total of three times. So we, we ended up setting a total of 18 weeks. What? Yeah. yeah I would yeah. all of our eggs just in Amazon. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll run for like a week after our score reset. Then we're late. Like one thing about Amazon is like. <laughs> Jesus. No, 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 no. But I'll, I'll give you some things about Amazon yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So things that people don't tell you about Amazon is. Um, so Amazon, they drop a schedule. So you have to go in. Um, they'll drop a schedule like a Thursday or Friday. You can go in there and you can book your loads for the week, you know, kind of like route planning. Um, but when they first drop the schedule, the rates are a little bit lower. So a lot of people do is they wait for like last minute uh, for it to come, you know, like last minute. But it's like the same day they may drop a load and you can pick it up. Right. Um, if you already have your schedule booked for the week, you can't cancel these loads. So we were kind of just going and booking loads for the week. And we were running from uh, DMV area up into Tri-State. So like D.C., Maryland, Delaware, New York, New Jersey, stuff like that. Uh, so one thing about Amazon is you can't cancel a load on Amazon, but they can cancel a load on you. So, so, if you, <laughs> so if you have your route set up, so we would have a route going from uh, Pennsylvania to Delaware. Then we have something booked from Delaware to Jersey. If they cancel that Pennsylvania load, you have to still dead hit all the way to Jersey to pick up that next load. And if you don't make that load, then that's going to be, that's going to go against your score. Mm. You know, so they did that to us a couple of times and we were like, we're not driving to Jersey for a dollar eighty per mile, right? You know what I'm saying, so, right? And they're not um, compensating you for that deadhead. They don't, yeah, they don't compensate you no. for nothing. They just say you're free. They just said you're free to book. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the way. I was on the way coming from. I think like 
like the Philly area going to Pittsburgh. Um, about to go to Amazon though, oh, yeah. and never midway. May, I'm like 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 halfway there, and they called and canceled the look. No, we, they just I canceled it. Was it was just yeah. It was like it was they don't have the itinerary in the just, canceled. just canceled. Just canceled. I can't, we can't see. I'm like, bro, you don't see the load no more. So we looked and we called like. <laughs> Yeah, well, the load is canceled. All right, so what now? They said, you're well, you're free to do what you want. And we then drove 200 miles to Pittsburgh like, to pick up a load. I'm like, man, do you understand where I'm at? And I'm like, really on the phone, though. Like, do you understand where I'm at? Like, I'm, right. I'm almost I'm right. midway there, and you canceled the load, like, with no warning. Wow. So, and they kicked us off the load board, like, you know, three times, sitting them for 18 weeks, so trying to figure things out. So, the last time it happened, it was like, you know what? That's it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. that was the first, so within our first six months, we only made $9,000 with Amazon. Yeah. Um, $9,000 the first six months? Yeah. Six months. Yeah. I think it's, 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 there's more videos out there now that teaches you, you know, and preps you how to, there's like a, a lot of content creators who teaches you about Amazon and how to run it. Right. But back then, there was none of that. You know, we right. were just kind of figuring it out. So, took a lot of bumps and bruises. Um, so, you know, the truck is just sitting in. I go back to doing DoorDash and be back home, and that was that was the first six months in business. Okay, yeah. So that kind of sucked, but <laughs> but that's not the reality now. So oh, what no. what happened to kind of turn things around? What what happens next? So um, he he always kept pressing me, saying we need to go over the road. I was kind of like, why do we need to go over the road? We can be home every night. So I got back on YouTube. Now this is so from. We start looking in this business around November. Now it's like June. So there's more people getting into the space of box trucks. There's more people posting content on it. So now I'm saying people that's over the road with the box trucks and they're making six, seven thousand dollars a week. Well, that's what they're posting that they're making. <laughs> right. You know, you know, so, <laughs> right. Um, right. so he was pretty much always telling me we need to go over the road. And that's what I'm kind of like, are oh, you right? Let's go over the road. Um, so now finding a dispatcher, that kind of with a dispatcher. And then we hit the road. Um, I stay back and I kind of try to dispatch. And then he kind of takes over because we didn't both want to be on a truck over the road. We didn't think it made sense for two people to be in a truck. So mm, that's when yeah, kind of he right. went over the road. Um, and then he can give his over the road experience. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, well, me and my brother, we was working together at the time. This is technically his MC, his truck, even though it's ours, it's still his. So, you know, I was out there working, you know, doing the loads and things like that. And, you know, being a, being a driver, y'all did send a Raycon. It's like, wow. Like, like the percentage, we got to split percentages now. So now that we actually starting to make some money, it's like, damn, the only thing that's, you know, stopping us from saying 100% of this is, you know, us just having separate trucks. So I was like in San Virginia one day on the load, dropping off Walgreens. I was like, hey, Ford, we got to talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said the Raycons. Because I think we split it. We're like, we wasn't really taking money out of, yeah, yeah putting money, it so. back into the business, yeah, right? So or just I saving think, it. Yeah, so the driver here was like, oh, you get 20%. But you're seeing what you're getting 20% of and all that you're doing. He like, I'm doing all the work. I'm, I'm driving. Right, right, right. Yeah. So Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah, it was respectful. yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. appreciated the opportunity. I, I mean, I, I gained a lot, a lot, you know, being out there like that. But I ended up uh, coming home and started my own LLC and MC and getting all my things in order. And I bought my own truck. Okay. And then... uh we kind of both went OTR at okay. that point. Yeah. So. so around six months, that's when we had got a dispatcher um, at the six-month mark. We had found a dispatcher on like Indeed.com. Um, and this oh, is back yeah. to our conversation about the dispatchers is a lot of people get into the space of dispatching, just like box trucks. You can get a box truck, you know, get into the space easy. With dispatching, 
it's a lot more easier as well because you don't need a lot of startup costs. You know, you get right. the low board, you get the LLC. Some people don't even get the LLC. Right. So what we kind of found out was because a box truck is a new space, there's not a lot of people who understand dispatching in full. Right. A lot of people just, they'll just book you a load um, going anywhere, you know. And so we kind of went through a couple of dispatchers as far as people saying, we can get you eight thousand dollars per week. We can have you two, three dollars per mile, man. stuff like that. So cat, man, what? Cat, man, <laughs> man, what? Big the, cat. Yeah, the, the 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 first lady we dealt with, she said, you know, I'm gonna get y'all rolling. So we did a little carry packet. Um, Is this lady that quit because she yeah, said she had yeah, a family she, emergency? Yeah, she quit. So Monday comes, she said, yeah, I'm gonna have you rolling on Monday. Monday come, I'm on the truck seven a.m. ready, bags packed, ready to go to y'all for like a month. After not only making nine thousand dollars, so I'm like. Sitting out here for a whole month. Mm. Uh, seven o'clock, early in the truck. She called me. Hey, I'm on the board looking. Okay, cool. Around 12. Yeah, nothing's really popping up. One, two. Hey, I'm not really saying nothing. All right, cool. We'll try again tomorrow. This happened for four days straight. I did not get a load. Wow. Um, yeah, so kind of, then she hit me with the, uh, hey, sorry, I won't be able to dispatch you because I'm having family uh, issues, mm, you know, yeah. but I'll find you someone else. Never tapped out, huh? Yeah. yeah so, uh, I, my, my god sister ended up reaching out to us. <laughs> yeah, I got to put her out there. But uh, my god sister <laughs> ended up reaching out to us. And, um, you know, they said that they offered dispatching service. And I, I guess it was just now getting started. You know, so, and we went out there. You know, we paid. I paid. Uh, what was it? Dispatcher had a, a startup fee. A startup fee, you know. So we went out there, paid the startup fee, and we listened to nothing. Yeah, everything they were like, saying. Everything they were saying was just complete nothing. Mm. You know, we paid it. When it was time for them to start us up with dispatcher, we didn't hear nothing for almost two weeks. And they reached out, hey, y'all roll, y'all, y'all want to get started? I'm like, we left your house two weeks ago, paid up the startup cost, and it's two weeks later, you know what I'm saying? My brother had already told me no. He'd always say, like, nah, but that's not it. That's not it. I'm like, well, we gotta, we gotta try something. I mean, right. we didn't already try this lady who just quit on us. You know, they just reached out to us. They seemed somewhat familiar about dispatcher. But once they didn't reach out for almost two weeks, my brother looked at me like, bro, yeah, I told right. you. I told you. That's why you can't do business with, with family members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so we ended up finding a dispatcher who was pretty decent. Um, from what we know now, the race <laughs> yeah. wasn't that good, but he did keep us rolling. Um, you know, so we did connect with a dispatcher. And the first first month working with him ended up doing like 30000 in a month. Okay. Um now at the time, you know, you got the ELD and stuff like that. I was no, <laughs> I wasn't aware about that. Mm. I, we were just just rolling, just mm-hmm. just driving, just trying to get anywhere. Um, so that kind of happened, and did that for about two or three months with the dispatcher, kept us rolling and stuff like that. And that's when kind of sparked of we started to see that the dispatcher was really the key to a trucking business. Like you can have a truck, you can have all this stuff, but if you don't know how to Dispatch, if you don't know how to find the work, if you don't know how to, uh, you know, cover your costs to operate and also see good profits, then having a truck don't mean nothing. So, um, and then also, that's another expense, you know, paying a dispatcher. Yeah. So, yeah. that's one thing we kind of wanted to do was really focus on dispatching. Um, so, after like three months, got rid of him. Um, nah, no. <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he called and was like, and asked me, hey, so, how do you feel about me? Uh Looking at the low boy as well oh, while you looking. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So he asked the dispatcher, you know, 
how do you feel about me looking at the little boy while while you looking at the little boy? Yeah, yeah. both like in other words, you kind of like looking over his shoulder. Yeah, like, well, no. So when I went to get into dispatching, mm-hmm. um, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable because I didn't I didn't know the ins and outs of it. You know, I knew like the the steps that you just give a little boy, you book loads, but I didn't understand, um, you know, what areas to go to, areas not to go to, stuff like that. So I wanted to get rid of him as a dispatcher, but I also wanted to find my own loads. So I was kind of asking him like. Hey, can I book my own lows? And if I don't find something, then then you, you kind of back me up. Yeah, okay. Like my guardian angel, you know. Right. And he was like, "No, nah, get out of jail free yeah, card." Yeah, he he like, wasn't feeling that. He like, "Yeah, no, nah, we're not doing that." And that then from that day, day he was just kind of like the relationship went kind of yeah. sour. Yeah. So that's when he was kind of forced to. Now really, he was forced um, at this point too. Yeah, forced to dispatch. So mm. at this time, at this time, this is like August of our first year in business, so eight months in. So me and my brother, we're not working together. He has his own truck. I have my own truck. Yeah. So that's when. Um, I kind of get off the truck and I put a driver in my truck. And that's when I really start focusing on the dispatch side of um, dispatching for box trucks. Okay. Yeah. So I asked this question, what, what makes a good dispatcher for box trucks? Um, we can go back and forth. I mean, I, I give you one. Um, I give you one is understanding that the race that these other uh, equipments get vans, semis, bigger equipment, they don't brokers don't treat box trucks like that. Um, so you know, kind of understanding that the market for box trucks, the rates are a little bit lower. Uh, some people think that like you're supposed to get the same rates as a semi. Wow. Um, so when you understand that the rates aren't the same, you can understand what's a good rate and what's a bad rate. Um, also, one is um, a good dispatcher should also know your operational expenses. Like um, if they don't, if they coming in and they not. Uh, at least knowing what your operational expenses are, how can they, you know, book you lowest period, you know, because you need to know at least what it takes to cost and what dollar rate it costs to operate. So if you don't know that information, now you're just booking anything. Well, if it costs me a dollar seventeen and you booking lowest at a dollar forty, dollar fifty, it's not much of a profit margin. So knowing where I'm at as far as my operational costs will kind of better assist you in finding me lowest and knowing what I can and can't take, or if you can actually take me on to actually take on my my operational costs. Yeah, I said another thing is also uh, for box trucks. There's a different market uh, with semis. There's way more freight available for box trucks. So with, with box trucks, you can't go to every area. Uh, you know, a semi you could probably get out of Florida, you could probably get out of Colorado, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Utah, these cold areas. But for box trucks, there's only it may be 20 loads available, 15 loads available. You know, uh, so kind of knowing the areas to go to and also the areas to send your trucks to. Um, which would kind of fall in under route planning, you know, knowing mm-hmm. how to route plan, knowing how to keep your trucks in the high areas because there's different markets, even for freight. Like the, like Florida freight pays different than Chicago. Chicago is a very good area. Um, Midwest is a very good area, you know, but certain areas are not good areas for rates. So, um, knowing those areas, um, is definitely key. Um, another one, um, time management, um, 20 miles in New York. It's not. It's, 20 miles it's not. It's not. It's, it's about not, two hours. You that's know, a fact. You know, so knowing what state, once you're in these like major cities, you got to be uh, looking at the time. Time travel being some guys actually do operate against the ELD, so you got to be aware of that time. So a good dispatcher should also have like time management skills. High high time management skills. I said nothing is negotiation. Mm. Oh yeah. Some some people don't know how to negotiate. Some mm. people would just take what these brokers would give them. Um, you know and one thing we do is I think we negotiate pretty well. Um, I think that we, we don't just settle for any kind of load, you know. So yeah. some people, because one thing about dispatch too is 
it's like a two-way street. You're a dispatcher and you're pretty much dispatcher for someone. So you want to make your money as well. Right. So just kind of understanding that it's not just about you. It's not just about me making my 10%. It's about the quality of the dispatch, you know, making sure that I can keep carriers by having good rates. If I'm just sending you, like, I could send a driver to Colorado for $2,000, you know, $2 a mile, and I'm going to make money, but coming out of there, he may not make no money because right. expenses are a lot higher, gas is a lot higher, stuff like that. So, um, you know, knowing how to negotiate and just kind of, um, you know, looking out for the driver, putting yeah. the driver first because people think that dispatching is just dispatching. but. You're really running someone's business. Like you're running their business, their entire business. Like yeah, they're counting on you. Their expenses and things like that. You got to take in consideration all of the, the the driver's expenses because, like, you send a dispatch and a thousand. I'm dispatching for somebody right now. I took them on, and their previous dispatch, I dispatched my thousand miles for a thousand dollars. I said, "Damn, the dispatcher made more money than you did." That's right. Because yeah. essentially, I mean, you two fill up to six hundred dollars, and you got gas and tolls and. I mean, two, uh, you got toes and things like that. By the time you look at it, and then you got the 10% for, no the, money. for the dispatcher, you make no money. Yeah. So, and when I heard that, I, that kind of hurt. So, I was like, That's I can, wild. Take, I can That's... take you on. <laughs> what, 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 is, what is you guys or one of you could take this? What's your framework for, for route planning? How do you think about your week or your weeks? How, how long do you stay out and when do you come back? Talk about Because you're OTR still, right? Yeah, I'm still OTR. So, talk about that. Um, so, I don't, have, I don't have nothing going on at home. No kids, no girls, stuff like that. So, I'll be out there as long as much as I can be, whether it's a month, two months, stuff like that. It varies. Sometimes I may have to come back. Um, you know, sometimes I'm just out there. So I don't really have a time frame. I'm just wherever the money go, that's where I'm going. Um, you know, but for me, for route planning, there's certain states that I go to, certain states I don't go to. So when I book my loads, I kind of think about the next day. Some people think about that one load, like, I'm going to make, this is going to be a good paying load, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of don't look at it like that. I look at my week in advance, like what areas can I go to that's going to keep me rolling, you know? So, um, like I would take, I would like, if there's a load paying 230, 220 going to a cold area, I'm not going to take that load because it's going to mess up my next day. Mm-hmm. I would take a dollar eighty, dollar ninety to a hot area, you know, and out of that area, I mean, I can get 220, 230, stuff like that because it's all about the averages. It's not just about that one load, you know, one day you may have a good day, you may, one day you may have a bad week or something like that. But at the end of the week, it's about the averages of the load. So, mm-hmm. Um, we have certain areas that we go to that we only stay in. Um, you know, we run in certain mile radiuses due to ELD, stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of how we operate, which is normally from northeast, I would say what? Midwest. As far as like Connecticut to like Minneapolis. Okay. Um, may hit Texas. The only part of Texas we may hit would be Dallas. Dallas. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but as far as probably south of like Memphis and then North Carolina. So just kind of like northeast to Midwest, back down to North Carolina. It's like a little triangle. Um, those kind of the only areas that we hit. Those would be considered the hot areas for you? Yeah. yeah. And what are the cold areas that you try to stay out of? <laughs> Anything left of the Mississippi? Mississippi. Wyoming, of, Nevada, uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Utah, uh, Florida. And, and these are cold areas because like Colorado, the whole West Coast, Colorado, Washington, uh, Oregon, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. These are cold areas because when you think about the surrounding states, like Cali could be a good area, right? But all the states surrounding that are cold, stuff like that. So if I'm in, uh, let's say, Ohio or Pennsylvania, the states around me, you got Chicago, you got Indiana, you got Connecticut, stuff like that. So you kind of want to stay around the states that is going to be good for freight where you can get something out good of it. Good for your commodity. Yeah. So, I mean, our commodity is general freight. So we're going to find general freight. 
Anywhere. Primarily from primarily it's gonna be up in the, the northeast region or the Midwest. Um down in the south is kinda of like a lot of agriculture, um, livestock, free things like that. And the, things a lot of spread out. So in the way we dispatch, um, it doesn't really serve us to go to those spots because things are so spread out. So, you know, when looking for your second load or that third or that third partial, it's so hard to find it down there because like the dead is in between each <laughs> other, but you know, up where up in Minneapolis or Illinois, we're going through the major cities, uh, Chicago, Indianapolis, uh, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, Akron, things like that. So there's places to stop off and pick up and find freight in, you know, hot areas. Got it. What about direct, direct freight? Do you guys have any direct relationships that you, or do you kind of play the low board? Um, I, I got, I got some, um, some brokers that I, how'd you get those relationships? Uh, just doing good work, you know, just being on time. Um, they ended up calling me for um a second turnaround load and I took that load and I kinda just blossomed into them just calling me whenever, you know, they got that load available. I kinda told them, Hey, listen, you know, whenever you are in this lane or this area, you know, let me know and I'll try to cover the load for you. So whether it's me, my brother, or one of our cousins or one of our friends that got a box truck, I get these loads covered for them. So that has built this relationship that that we have now. So I got a little down that I get every Wednesday and every Friday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. how, how does that impact your bottom line? Just knowing that you have that. I mean, that but, Wednesday, Friday. I know I'm good, but I mean, right. if I go bust these two loads, <laughs> out, and my brother told me like, "Man, stop basing." I'm like, "Look, I'm, I'm chilling at home." Right. You know, you got it. that. Yeah. So, but as long as I got these this Wednesday load and this Friday load, I'm able to uh, my expenses I'm at for the month. So bare minimum, I can do that and. I'm good. Right. And then I also dispatch too. So, but okay. that, they, they good. And I would say another good way to build a relationship with brokers is um, communication. You yeah. know, one thing I kind of learned with, with DoorDash, if you order some food, you want to know where your food at is all, all the time. You know, like whatever you order, you get a tracking on where it's at. Facts. So one thing, some brokers, they will track you. Some brokers won't track you. Um, so the best way I say to build a relationship with brokers, what we do is, um, you know, whenever you book a load, you always hit the broker up, say, hey, or let's say you book a load, you know, you get the Raycon stuff like that. You want to go pick up the load. You hit the broker with an ETA. Hey, how's it going? I'll be at the shipper in an hour. Once you get there, update again through email. My driver has arrived. We'll update you once we're loaded. Once you hit on another email, driver's been loaded. Uh, schedule for ETA next morning at 8 a.m. Next morning in the early morning. Uh, hey, uh, driver's getting ready to head out to the receiver. We'll update you once he's there. Once he gets there, driver's unloaded. Here's a picture of the POD. Hit them with a final email. Nice working with you. If you have any other work in these areas, uh, I can help you cover that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. Like communication yeah, is very key in this industry. And that simple communication, you don't understand how many brokers would, you know, just wow, oh, oh, man, you're time. you're a very good carrier. You know, you you're the, the the communication is great and stuff like that is how we build relationship with brokers. Um it's just communication, you know, it's just respect, just knowing um that there's multiple people involved. In this, and not just me and you, because the broker deals with the customer. They want to know where their stuff at, you know. So you got to update them. They update them, and then everyone's kind of happy, yeah. you know. For brokers hitting you up, asking you where good. you at, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's not a good look. For sure, um, they definitely want to stay on top of that. So that's how we kind of build relationships with brokers. But we don't really work with brokers direct, just because we more of the low board, um, yeah. mm. more more low board work. What's the most challenging part about what 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 the the business and the way you kind of run? Like, what's what's the difficulties? Is there ever like problems with deliveries, like times getting held up in certain places? Like, what? Tell um, me about some of the, the challenges on the road. So, 
So the way we dispatch ourselves, um, I'm going to give one type of problem. The way we dispatch ourselves, um, we look under not just box trucks. I mean, you want to, when you're looking for those, you want to look for anything that can go on, you know, any type of trail, like whether it be a flatbed, a tractor trailer, um, a box truck, uh, or even a flatbed hash shot. All these things can go on, as long as the dimensions are available, it can go on the truck. Mm-hmm. And you get there and all the dimensions are straight. <laughs> but it still won't go on your truck because something is off or it's off by the height or something like that. But because the way we book and we're looking into all types of uh, different equipment, we run into situations where the load may be too big for our truck. Mm. You know, and, so y'all open up your filters to get everything, yeah, but sometimes yeah, that works yeah. against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say a challenge for me is um, it's probably... You know, there, there's always something going on, um, whether a load gets canceled, you know, sometimes brokers. There's a lot of things with double brokers. I, I'm sure you're familiar with double brokers. I've heard of it a few times. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you may book a load with double brokers and um, they will give you the wrong information on what you're picking up. You know, so and one thing about trucking is the most important thing is knowing your dimensions. You got to know your dimensions of your truck, the dimensions of the freight, you know, so that way you're not wasting your time going to pick it up and it can't fit in your truck. So dealing with double brokers, which is the middleman between the broker, you and the original broker, uh, there's a lot of false information. Um, and that can kind of lead to, you know, you not being able to pick up the load, downtime being wasted later in the day, brokers aren't posting, you know, so you may miss a load, um, things of that nature. But we kind of, we kind of don't really... <laughs> Deal with double brokers. There's, there's, are you familiar with the whole double broker thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of catch the double brokers sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Some people T- don't. Tell, tell them how you do it. Go ahead. All right. So, because uh, this is good information. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> one thing about double brokers is um, a double broker pretty much is they they act as a, they're a carrier, but they mm-hmm. act as a broker. So they'll call on a load um, from the original broker. They'll book it under a carrier, and then they'll post that load back on the load board and they always change like some of some of the details in the load because as a broker if you give me a load that's going from Chicago to Pittsburgh that's 26 feet 8,000 pounds then I post a load that's going from Chicago to Pittsburgh 26 feet 8,000 pounds you're gonna be like that's the load they look at my load you know so they'll change uh whether like the city or the area stuff like that um so on DAT uh under when you're booking a load they have a, a section called reviews so you can click the review section and it will give you the, the reviews of that company. So, um, so there, it ranges from one star to five star. I never clicked the five star. I always clicked the one star because I want to hear the negative things. Mm. Um, a lot of times people would, well, I click the one star and if people would kind of comment that this is a double broker. So what you want to do is once you book that load, um, let's say you go book that load with the double broker or whatever. Um, what you want to do is you want to go and pick up the freight first because what you want to do is you want to get the freight on your truck. You don't want to catch the broker before that because, you know, right. yeah. so you want to get the money. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. get to the shipper, <laughs> you get to the shipper, um, you get the freight on your truck. Once you get the BOL, a lot of times the BOL will have the company, um, or the broker, the original broker name on it. And what you want to look for also when you, when you're booking loads is look at the BOLs and look at the carrier. A lot of people don't look at, the uh the carrier information on there and double brokers always going to be a different carrier like your company's not going to be on there so um you look at the bol sometimes it will have the original broker name on it if it don't have the original broker name on it what i always do once i get loaded up i go to the shipper whoever's in charge of shipping i say hey um i have like 
the broker wanted me to give them a call, you know, once I got loaded, do you have the broker information? I lost it, something like that. Right. And then they'll give me the original broker information on that load, and I call the original broker, and I say, hey, look, um, I think I have a load of yours. My company name is not on the BOL. Got it. I just want to make sure that this freight is insured, stuff like that. Then I ask you, who'd you broke this load through? You kind of undercut the-, the Go the lock them up. And a lot of times, um, there's more money on these loads. So yeah. double broker is, let's say if you book a load for uh, with the double broker, let's say it's going 1,000 miles for $2,000. You got it from the double broker. Nine times out of 10, the double broker, they have to make money. So whatever the original broker gave them to, uh, gave it to them for, it's going to be more money on that. You know, So you got it for 2000 but I think I booked a load one time for 2200 I undercutted them. I got the original uh, broker with C.H. Robinson, and the load was $3,000. It was going from like Minneapolis to Jersey, you know, so um, that's a, a huge way to catch a double broker. Which I like that. Well, how often does that up. scenario happen to you? Man, a lot of times. First, first <laughs> he looked for that, man. That's, that's how, how, it's, like, it's like Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see a double broker post. Like, yes, I, like, I got him. I, I got one. Um, <laughs> He ain't gonna have no you got to flip, flip a negative it. into a positive, man. Yeah, because so one thing, like, within this space, like it's like you say, within the trucking industry, there's so many spaces to get into, whether it's legal or illegal. You <laughs> right. know, you got people double brokering, dispatching, leasing onto authority, stuff like that. So the double broker game is is high, um, you know, and they post more lows than, than, um, yeah. than the original brokers. Right. And the best thing about the double brokers is uh, a lot of people, like, we only use DAT, right? But then, of course, there's multiple load boards out there. Um, there's you got one, two, three, you got truck stop stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so these double brokers, they would get loads from other load boards, Selectus, truck stop, uh, directly from CH Robinson, directly from Landstar, directly from uh, TQL, and they'll put some load boards. So you may not be seeing these loads, but you know you pretty much getting access to them because the double brokers they may have relationships with the original brokers because at the end yeah. of the day they're carriers, you know, so they may build relationships with brokers. And they kind of double broker, um, mm. you know. So yeah, I kind of look for those a lot. I, li- I, I like that. Are there any other low boards? I, I know you mentioned Selectus. Are there any other uh, box truck low boards that you recommend? I know you say you use DAT. That covers pretty much anything. But is there any uh, other good ones out there? Uh, me personally, no. not for you. Nah, no, no, no. I use DAT. Yeah, choose no, DAT. Pretty so. much. I mean, they post on pretty much the same loads on. The, the low other, boards, yeah, I mean, and you, you want to cut down on your expenses. So, look, I'm going to give me one good low board, and I'm going to operate off of this, and it's been treating us well. So, they said they have multiple low boards and paying multiple subscriptions a month, and you kind of seeing the same lows. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's, it's not about the low board. That's yeah. like, 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 it's, it's about like the dispatcher. That, that, and people, like, people would ask us what low board I use all the time, as if we're using some magical low board. You know, right. we, we see decent rates. But it's not about the low boards. It's about your filters. Filters. Mm-hmm. It's about your filters. Hundred percent. Talk about it. Well, you, I know you already said you open up all your filters, and but yeah. how do you filter to find the best freight? Um, you want to touch on something? Um, we, we start with equipment. Um, yeah. So or, for the equipment, I mean, we like I said earlier, um, even though we got a box truck, I mean, it's more than one way to skin a cat. So I mean, this load can get there by a flatbed, a reefer, a tractor trailer, a flatbed, a moving van. So you kind of want to anything that this this specific freight that you're looking to haul can kind of go on. You want to kind of filter your equipment that way first yeah. and foremost. Um, we don't do nothing outside of like a 200 mile deadhead. Um, 200 miles you can roughly travel about four hours. Four or five hours. So let's just say, essentially, you get up at seven o'clock in the morning, you find yourself a good, a good load, but it's two hundred miles away. You still got 
about four hours to get there. You'll get there by 11, noon time, and still get it. So we set it for at least 200 miles. Now, as the day goes along, and, of course, what we're willing to date it gets less and less, but we still leave it as such. Um, but when we booking loads, I mean, if we book, if we find a load going from here to, let's say, from D.C. to Chicago, I'm already looking at Chicago. Or let's say not, not Chicago. I want to say another area that I don't know. Um, somewhere outside of Akron or something like that. I'm going to see what I'm going to go ahead and do my extra search and see what the lows look like coming out of that area for today. Not for tomorrow, but for today, because it's going to give me the actual real volume of lows coming out of that area. So that kind of lets me know, all right, that's a good area to go to. I'm going to go ahead and book this load. I can get out of there. But um, that's some of my techniques, if you want to. Yeah, and I'll touch on that thing about the filters is um, this is what people don't understand about, like, the rates because they think, um, you know, that box trucks are only, they, you know, they give us cheap rates. But sometimes we book loads for, that's for a van, right, for a semi. We book loads that's probably for a flatbed. So it's not always just about the broker. Um, like, if a, if a broker has a semi-truck load or a flatbed load, that broker may have more money on that load, Um than a broker who's looking strictly for a, a box truck. So the equipment makes sense. Yeah, you know, so it's it's about the it's about dimensions, you know. So if it could fit on a on a semi truck, um, and the dimensions working, it could fit on your truck because you have some box trucks that are the same dimensions as a semi, which could be one or two high, one or two wide, you know. Or you may have some trucks that's which was ninety six uh, high, ninety six ninety six high, hundred wide. Yeah, my truck I have like ninety one inches high. Uh, 98 inches wide so a lot of trucks they're the same size and length but they vary as far as the box size um which will also affect your freight affect your you know freight which you can pick up so a lot of times you know we'll book um loads that's for semi which will have more money um on that load you know so um and like he said kind of looking at there's that you go to some people they'll just book a load going from chicago to utah and because it's good money but you don't know what the freight looks like coming out of Utah. You know, so before you book that load, you kind of want to do a search before you lock it in and see what the freight is looking like coming out of Utah because if it don't look good, then you're going to be in trouble, yeah. you know. Um, so that's some of the filters that, you know, we kind of use, flatbed, high shot, van, things like that, and not just strictly box truck. And also it opens up it opens up the volume. I see a lot of times I'll be on the road and you know, a lot of people, you know, um, they're like, yo, you the guy from YouTube? And I'll be like, yeah, you know, we get a little conversation. Every person I always see, I always ask them, are you dispatching for yourself? And I try to give them, you know, just a little bit of elevator game that I can give them within a good five minutes. Right. And I always set their approaches for them, you know, with, whether it's like five minutes, I'll be like, let me see your load board. And a lot of people, they only have straight, straight box, box truck. truck. <laughs> That's it. They're only looking for straight box truck. And, That's you know, really nice you're only it. seeing 10 loads, 15 loads. But once you start selecting other filters, it gets broader and broader. You know, now mm. you're available to more freight. Um, also, because um, I know some people that got like a 22-footer, 24-footer, mm-hmm. still putting your length search 26-footer because they're opposing yeah. to attract the box truck. So you still want to leave your length at 26 feet yeah. because they're trying to post to get the attention of a box truck. The freight may not necessarily be 26 feet, but a lot of brokers, they post 26 feet to attract the attention of a box truck. They're, That's what they're looking for. They're looking for a box truck. So you might only have 24 feet, 22 feet, but you still want to search for 26 feet so that way you can still kind of see the box truck loads because they're, they're posting that to attract your attention. Yeah. And I going to post 22 feet because the average box truck is at least 26 feet. So right. you want to still at least leave your link search at 26 feet so that way you're still able to see the box truck, uh, uh, box truck loads. And just to touch on that, that goes back to the whole double broker thing. 
Then with brokers, they change the details of the load. So the original broker may post that this load is 10 feet, 2,000 pounds. Yeah. But the double broker can post 26 feet, 8,000 pounds. But then he'll give you over email the details of it's only four pallets, you know. So <laughs> right. if you lessen your, your filters, like, you know, to 22 or 24. Cut you know, yourself you out. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, so you always want to have it. Um, I do my filters 26 feet for the length, uh, 10,000 pounds max because we can't go over 10,000 pounds. Um, and I'll just kind of set it at that um, for my filters. Got you. Got you. What type of rate per mile do you look to run in, in this market? In this in this market, like with this area or this, this, you got to know, you got to know where, where, where yeah. you at and what you're going to get. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So explain yeah. that how you look at it. Um, so I would just say every area don't pay every area don't pay the same. Um, and that's like the key thing about dispatching is knowing what market you're in. Every I hear a lot of people say. I'm not taking nothing for less than two dollars a mile. Right. But if you're in Florida and you ain't taking nothing for less than two dollars a mile, <laughs> you're gonna be, you gonna be on vacation. You're gonna be there for, for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So right. knowing your areas and knowing what that market pays is very key. You know, not every area pays these rates per mile. You know. Right. Um so one thing that we do is we don't necessarily look for, I guess, um, a certain rate. Uh we look for, I guess, some brokers pay better than others, right? Mm-hmm. Like with box trucks, we do a lot of last minute freight. We do a lot of LTL, uh, you know, need need to get shipped out ASAP. So some right. brokers, they'll have more money on the load if it's pick up ASAP 10 a.m., got to deliver at 6 a.m., you know what I'm right. saying? Something like that. Um, you know, but we just kind of really just understand what market that we're in and we'll go off that. But we we try to we try to basically have an average at the end of the week, we want to at least have an average throughout the loads at least $2 a mile. Yeah. So if bare, we, and that's the bare minimum. minimum. That is, now, now, now the way we dispatch us is, is bare minimum, but yeah. bare minimum, you still want, we want to at least average that $2 a mile by the end, by the end of the week. But yeah. we, we surpass that. Because we do, we, crazy. We, we don't book a lot of dedicated loads, like straight through one pick, one drops. Right. We do a lot of parceling, which is the key, which is how, you kind of maximize your truck. Um, you know, it's kind of like Uber. If you pick up four people, you know, you want to have a lot of stuff on it. You know, so you can find um, good rates for brokers who have parcels. Because a lot of people, a lot of brokers, they 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 are looking to partial because they got to make money as well off this load. So a lot of brokers, they want to save as, as much money as well. So um, they may only try to offer you dollar thirty, dollar forty per mile. Stuff like that, but we I'll take, take that. that and I'll add another dollar, twenty dollar, thirty, exactly. and we get two seventy. Right, you know what I'm saying. Right. So, so, so we do a lot of parceling. Um, you know, if it's available. Um, but if we're if, if we're in the area, we'll you got another areas where you can. Yeah, you know, it's just only early. You got another areas that you can actually parcel in. I mean, yeah, like, center is a good. You, ain't, you can't parcel. do that down in the south a lot. Yeah. Know, so. Um, so, but yeah, we if we're taking a dedicated load, you know, we'll take dollar eighties, dollar nineties, two two dollars per mile. Um, but we try to negotiate as much as possible. Yeah. And also, we take our time. Um, I think a lot of people, yeah, I think it's like, it's kind of like a market. Like when this, when the load boards first opened up, like seven, eight in the morning, um, we don't move on the first load. We don't move on the first load. So we're patient with it. You know, some people, they come across our dollar eighty, dollar seventy at nine, eight in the morning. We, we're, not, we're, not, <laughs> we're not taking that. So we're, what we're waiting for is, we're waiting for the right broker that has the right amount on it, you know. Mm. So, because we, we can find dollar eighties, dollar seventies all day long, you know. So we kind of dispatch from like what seven to twelve. From seven to twelve, we're looking for the best broker that's paying the best paying load mm. from that time frame. Now, you know, shippers they start to close around three four. 
So now you know that all right, round twelve, you ain't got too much time to be playing around. Right. So now you take these dollar seventies, dollar eighties, because you can kind of already wasted four or five hours of not right. finding a good paying load. You know. Um, so that's kind of how we kind of go about things as far as waiting for that right, like waiting for that right fish. You know, you ain't just no doubt. taking anything. Right. No doubt. Right. Give me your top three negotiating tactics. Hmm. Uh. Good strong driver, fresh hours. Works like it's That is it. <laughs> I say, I say, mine is mine is brokers. Brokers love close trucks. Yeah. Driver empty twenty miles away. My driver's hour away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drive an hour away, but once you get that Raycon, you once can you hit them with, yeah. with the traffic detour. You know, what right? So, but not only that, they just want you, they want you to get there sooner. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, but it's yeah. typically a window to get there. You got to about four to get there. But if you tell them you three hours waiting, so while I know it's nine o'clock, I can still get there by twelve. But they'll yeah. say no because the driver they just called before you. He's closer, so we always meet under twenty miles. Guarantee him good response time, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. one. Give me another one. Um. Negotiation factors. I always ask. Um, so I go through a bunch of questions. You know, when I call a broker, some some people they call brokers in. A broker can tell if you know what you're talking about. Right. You know, so I ask a lot of questions. What's the commodity? Uh, what's the dams? Right. What's the pickup? Who's the shipper? Who's the receiver? Uh, you know, so that right there kind of lets the broker know that I'm not new to this. I know right. what I'm talking about. So I know what. Right to yeah, you know. So um, if it's always the 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 weight. Of the length, if I can't parcel it, you know, um, if it's like a pickup time, things like that, I would try to negotiate stuff like that. And also just being close. Um, it's not really much you can negotiate, you know, outside of, um, you know, my driver's empty. I got a good driver. Um, your MC, also your MC being oh, yeah, MC. active a little bit longer, um, you know, because there's a that lot of people getting negotiation into negotiation window. Yeah, there's a lot of people getting into the space of non-CDL box trucks. They're getting in two, three months, crashing trucks. They, they, they not communicating um, stuff like that. So I always look. Man, I've been in the business two years, man. Yeah, you, I'm about you, to say you want, you want one of these carriers. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want one of these new carriers, you know, who ain't gonna be in communication or get there late. So shit on everybody yeah, else. Yeah, right. These guys gonna mess your load up. Ain't gonna get there. Yeah, you know, oh man, you don't want to mess with those guys. That grandfather, yeah. that grand, he has the grandfather authority out of all of us. His yeah. authority is the oldest. So um, utilizing that a lot of times for a lot of us to get loads kind of like really helps out too because having that. Having that old authority allows you to negotiate. You like he say, I mean, I'm here for two years. You don't want to get with those new drivers and they crash your truck, yeah. crash your freight up. Yeah, um, I think that's 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 pretty much as far as negotiation. Sometimes yeah, I would say, you know, sometimes you can't negotiate. You know, some, sometimes these brokers be stiff. They be right. like, no, you know, no, I can't. I don't have that. And you got to know when you can't negotiate when you can't negotiate. Yeah. Um, but I would say also, um, I'll give you. You want to touch on like negotiating through email. Stuff I like that. that. So, yeah, let's yeah, get into so, that. Oh, my um, goodness. Man, that was so hard. <laughs> so, so, so he, he actually came up with a gym as far as, cause you know, some brokers you can call on the phone. They have their number posted. And then some brokers, they have their email posted. We got to contact oh, yeah, them with email. Yeah, yeah. So this small guy came up with, um, a way to, cause everything is about time and this business is about time is, um, the, the more brokers you talk to, the more chance you have at getting a load. You know, if you're not talking to a lot of brokers, you don't really have, you're not, you're not shooting a lot of shots, you know what right. I'm saying? So you gotta—it's all about time. So, um, in order to save time, he came up with something that that helped the, uh, as far as. So we operate off our cell phones, our iPhones. So it's easier, a whole lot easier. It's, it's just make us quicker than the next man because we click a button and we call them. But yeah. um, with our emails, we got a signature that says "sent from iPhone." 
So what I said, bro, we got to be quicker than this. Like we how, we cannot sit here and you know set, send a whole body email every time we're trying to book. We're gonna miss this low every. We're gonna miss lows every time. So the signature, I kind of took that and put my 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 details, my MC number, uh, my my dams, uh. My e-track, Charles Pilot, I could put all of that in my signature. So you already have my MC number, you have my uh, my dams, um, and all of my equipment. So now all I got to do is go to the subject line. So when I see the load, I click the, uh, the little email button. North Carolina to, to Illinois, empty, send. Yeah. All I got to do is write it in the subject. Mm. I don't even have to put anything in the body because my my signature already yes. sends all the details. Sends the That's details. Dope. So I'm. Yeah. I don't know already beat you. You sitting there still typing your body. Why are you still typing your Dear body? Dear sir. <laughs> yeah, right. You probably we to would like it. to take you. Yeah, yeah, what? I don't know what to say. North Carolina uh, to Illinois. It's a sand. So yeah. I'm already five, five, ten people ahead because they still typing their body up. So that kind of like. So what you're doing is you're, you're, you're limiting the back and forth of negotiation. So if I email you, hey, how's it going? I'm giving you uh, inquiry about this logo from Chicago to Illinois. You give me the details. Then we back and forth for negotiation. That's too many emails. By, right. by the time you didn't got 20 carriers already emailed. So right. you want to limit as much communication through email as it's possible. possible. <laughs> now, once you have a broker on the phone, it's just y'all too. That's different. Yeah. You know, he's not picking up the calls, having multiple conversations. So you want to have as much detail in your, um, in your emails as possible. That first one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a little bit harder to negotiate through email because. <laughs> You know, you're just dealing with people just sending offers and people, they will take cheap freight. You know, people will take a thousand miles for $1,200, $1,300, you know, and it makes it a little bit harder, but, um, you kind of gotta. That just happened, that just happened to me. Uh, I had a driver in Kansas. I seen a little going to Atlanta and it was through email. So, you know, Kansas to, to uh, Atlanta, empty. So he immediately hits me back, you know, got out of over 1600 on the load. So I hit him back like, hey, uh, got any wig room on the 1600? Just looking to be around like 1900. Two minutes go by. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes go by, and then I hit him back. Hey, listen, I can move for the 16. I just wanted that. Ten minutes go by. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Damn. So, that's, so, so it just, it no, just goes to like, show that you kind of, when you come in through the email, you have to have your price point yeah. of what you're willing to move this load for. Um, and just kind of go in with that. You kind of you, know? you, you kind of can mess it through email, so you got to almost go to the email. Yeah, basically uh, willing to accept that rate. Yeah, if, so if the rate is already posted, it's a different negotiation factor from yeah. when you're on the phone with the broker. Yeah, because mm. they you simply know? just not respond. And yeah, and that's it. There's no negotiation. They go. They're not even gonna open it. They're gonna say, "Do you have any wiggle?" I just told you I got sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for the person that's looking to take it for fourteen. Yeah. (laughs) So no doubt. Best best month, forty. Best month? Best month. Of what I did numbers? Yeah, numbers. Um I think I did somewhere. So best month, so this is I give you two things. So the best month was probably like thirty two thousand, right? But my rate per mile was a lot lower. Right, so it's not always about the gross; it's about the net. Right? Facts. So you can have a higher gross and have a less net, and a lower gross and a higher net. So I did thirty-two thousand my first month. Um, but I think one month I did like twenty-eight thousand, but my rate per mile was around like two fifty, two sixty for the month, which is pretty good, you know. So um, me not being able to rent, me not, um, you know, having all these expenses, I was able to see a little bit more. Um, so typically, what what's your margins? Uh, as far as what, like my numbers? Yeah, like what are you netting 
uh, typically? Netting. So after, it depends on what the week is like. So I say between my gross, it would be between a slow week is like 6000 yeah. uh, uh, uh A very good week would be like around eight eighty five hundred. 8500 um, So in, in between there, from around like the eights, I can go somewhere around like five 6000 Um Because I say we do a lot of partial with the partials. The rates are a lot higher, um, you know, but my expenses are low, you know. So if someone has a rental, they have uh, higher insurance fees, then we can gross the same amount, but we'll net differently, you know. Right. So um, because my truck knows only 1100 insurance 1100 I'll see, I think the last week I did 8500 I grossed around like 60, like 6000 61 Um, But that's not including taxes. That's just including fuel. And I don't stay in hotels either, so I kind of, Cut the accident. So that's just including, uh, you know, diesel, tolls, and that's pretty much it. What's your opinion on renting? Um, Damn, two deep breaths at the same time. Yes, that's a good question. So (laughs) (laughs) it must have been a good one. Yeah, I I would say so. It's it's pros and cons to to renting. Um, um, I'm for it, and I'm also for against it. But I would say depending on. With with the, the the prices of the box trucks now, um, they make it a little bit harder to get into the space because a lot of people don't have fifteen twenty thousand dollars saved up to go buy a truck. You know, so uh, it's definitely a lower startup cost with the rental. Um, you know, and with that being said, I think that if you are an owner operator, just so you're looking to drive yourself, I think the rental is a very good idea. Um, you know, because you. You can get started with eleven, eleven between a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars down um, with with the rental, um, you know. But if you're looking to start a business with the rental and you have a driver, you got dispatch, all that stuff, you're, you're not going to profit a, a lot. Yeah, um, you know. So if you're if you're looking to get into the business as far as owner operator, I would say rental is a good route. But I would say don't drag it out for a long time because you're paying. Um, you know, a thousand to twelve, thirteen hundred dollars per week. You know, if you're driving uh, with the rental, so you're paying almost five, six thousand dollars a month for a truck that you don't even own. You yeah. know, so um, kind of using the rental to leverage uh, enough to come up with a down payment is definitely good. You know, but um, long term, you know, no, and also you got to be willing to work with the rental. Some people you can't be lazy in the rental because even if you don't drive. You have fees coming out every, every single week, week you yeah. know. So if you're not that kind of person who's looking to hit the road thirty days straight, sixty days straight, then I would advise you that the rental is not the best. And you kind of got to go OTR, you know, because that's yeah. where you're gonna make your most money. You know, you have more expenses, you got to make more. Some people get the rentals, they try to do Amazon, they try to do local work stuff like that, and you kind of you working just to stay afloat. You know, you're working just to pay your bills, see a little bit of profit, and things like that. So you got to really know how to work the 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 rental game, you know. You got to have a little bit of dedication, a little bit of motivation. Um, and also, you got to have some dispatch lined up. You got to have someone who can get that work. So many people think it's about, they get the truck. I'm like, yeah, I'm into the business. I got a truck, stuff like that. But it's like, what's next? You know, right. where, where do you start? Like, now, how are you going to make money? Right. You know, so before you get any of that started, you got to make sure that you have work lined up. And you guys are both at one truck a piece still, right? Yeah. So yeah. When, 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 when are we scaling? What are we thinking about? So... Do you want to scale? Or? I scaled oh, yeah. already. Okay. I scaled and okay. I failed. You scaled and you failed. I scaled and I failed. What happened? Um, I, I went. I went the rental route. I had. I had drivers. Um, I had. So when I found out about the rentals, I was never really a fan of them because I'm like, you know, it's just too much. Um, it's too much money for expenses. But then I was kind of like, you know what? Well, it do make a little bit more sense because 
you don't have any maintenance fees. You don't have to worry about maintenance. You don't have to worry about breakdown, stuff like that. So that's another key thing from owning your truck is you got to deal with maintenance issues. So if you break down, um, you may be out of commission for a couple of weeks. So you're losing money. You know, with the rentals, if you break down, they'll bring you another truck. So um, when I kind of thought about the rentals, I'm kind of like, you know what? This makes a little bit of sense. So let me get a rental. So I got a rental. It was easy. I put uh, a driver in my old driver who I ended up firing. Um, but I, well, not 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 firing, but I kind of had to let him go just because. And you parted ways. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Parted That's ways, the way. Yeah. So you parted ways. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah, yeah, parted ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. this. So, <laughs> yeah, D made it to this. D, I love you, though. He um, <laughs> gonna but, see this. <laughs> but yeah, so we ended up parting ways. Uh, but I ended up bringing him back on um, with the rental. Okay. So. Um, Another thing where I was in that space of time of getting the rentals, they're easy to get. You can, um, I found a guy who I was getting rentals from easily. He had trucks all the time. So scaling for me wasn't a thing. My, my thought of scaling was quantity. I have a lot of trucks. Um, you know, so that's how I was going for more trucks, more money, you know, but with scaling, I'm not thinking about that. I need to have people in position to have these trucks run, you know, mm. we so, heard that earlier. Same yeah, thing. So um, um, that's that's kind of what I did. I went from uh, getting one truck, a rental, one month. The second month, I got another one. Third month, I had another one. So I was running like three, four trucks at one time. And I was pretty much doing all the dispatching. I'm doing everything. So what I started to see was that the quality of my rates were going down. So because I'm one person, I can't book for three trucks at one time. If you in Chicago, you in Illinois or PA and here in Texas, I can only look for one load at a time. And while I'm looking for you, I'm missing loads for him and I'm missing loads for him. So what I'm doing is I'm just taking anything to keep these drivers moving, you know. So the rates of what I was getting and the expenses and the paying the drivers, I was kind of not even, I was almost losing money. Hustling backwards. Hustling, Hustling backwards. backwards, you know. So um, <clears throat> I went through that scale fast and I, I was working myself um, way too hard, you know, and I was... That was one thing I learned about scaling is before you could scale is difference of working in your business and working on your business. You know, so if I would have got out the truck and I was working on my business, I had people put in position to dispatch and find these trucks, that would have been different. But because I'm working in my business, I drive, I dispatch myself, and I'm dispatching him, it's just way too much. You know, so um hmm? it's, it's, no no, it's way too much. You say it's Dispatching who? No, not you personally. Oh, not, not oh, you okay. personally, but... He's saying another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just but, pointed um, to you, but yeah, you're, right, you're right, not another no, no, person. Because no, no. he did dispatch me for a while, but I'm like, bro, that's yeah. prehistoric. That's a long time uh, ago. Uh, yeah, you know, so so doing all that, um, it was... It, it, it kind of came fast. And also, one thing that I seen um, that I didn't know about was having drivers is a liability to your company. Right. You know, so... I'm not thinking about having to deal with, uh, you know, keeping track of drivers following ELD, drivers, you know, taking the the, the, the safety measures of wearing your seatbelt, not talking on the phone, having these things in place. I'm just worrying about the money part, you know. So uh, one of my drivers ended up crashing one of the trucks, got into an accident. That pretty much had to file an insurance claim. That one of my insurance. Uh, that was also safety when, points. Safety points. Uh, a couple other drivers also. They didn't really understand the whole ELD thing, you know, so they sometimes forget to go off duty. You know, yeah, the whole duty. ELD thing, like yeah. it's not the law. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That whole ELD yeah, thing. Yeah, no, so, so they, they, they didn't they, understand they, the law? They, they weren't really, they, <laughs> they didn't really know how to, um, how to really, they'll forget sometimes to go off duty, you right. know, 
And in my head, I'm like, I got these rentals, bro. We can't, we can't afford to sit another 10 hours because you've got to go off duty. So you kind of got to go pick up this load and hope you don't get stopped. And Facts. a couple of times, it got stopped, got put out of service. I go to my authority. So this just kept happening where it's hard to manage all these different people. And I'm getting safety points to my authority. I'm losing money. So at that point, I just started to see that, like, I'm scaling too fast. And, and, and I'm in a rush. And I'm, I'm more in love with the money than actual, you know, the quality and profit and taking my time with the business, you know. And that was one thing I didn't like about the rentals because they were just so easy to get, you know. And I was yeah. like, I got to get them all. You know, yeah. um, I'm glad I watched my brother do it before I scaled out. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that ain't the way to go. Bro. Right. You know what I mean? But I mean, but once he was telling me what he was making like per week, I'm like, dang, I can just dispatch two people and make that profit. I mean, because essentially that's a lot of responsibility. I was telling him, I said, but that's a lot of responsibility to be taken on and for the profit not to be as profitable. Like you taking a lot of risk. You got a lot of people, you know, putting your, your authority at jeopardy just outside of the money and then that the money itself isn't worth the risk. So yeah. watching him do that, I was like, I'm gonna go and keep on, keep on hustling. Keep on hustling. doing what you do. I ain't in a rush. It's year, it, for me, we've been in business doing this for two years, but for me, my authority itself is coming up on year one. So I'm still in my little year one. So I'm cool. I'm just enjoying the, right. just enjoying the ride. Right, but, right, right. You know, watching, watching them scale out and go up and down. I'm like, all right, I can wait. Yeah, I can wait. Like <laughs> I can yeah. definitely wait. I just watched him go through. He was definitely like. Like Hassan had no time for it. So I'm like, bro, like you're gonna have to slow down. You're gonna have to get yourself out of a truck so you can actually like take on that responsibility for a time. But then again, if you get out of your truck, you're not really profiting. You're not making that money. You're, not, you're, never, you're really not making that type of money that you're yeah. making your own truck. So yeah, so. I seen them get them drawn stuff. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wait too. Then. <laughs> yeah, so no doubt. I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I would say after that whole experience um, and seeing how. You know, drivers can kind of affect your company. You can end up going out of business if you're not if you don't have the right drivers in place. Um, you know, so after that, I was kind of like, I think I'm gonna just take my time with it. I think I do pretty well, you know, by myself. You know, so this is I start look at it as the trucking industry, man. It's it's here. You know, it's 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 a long term game. You there you go. I ain't going nowhere. Longevity. You know, and I'm gonna get kicked out. I'm losing my authority by just trying to make all this money right now. You know, so. I say, you know, I'll go another year and I'll scale appropriately, you know, once um, I look back and I think it's time for me to go off the truck. But the most important for me is having just people in position to to dispatch. Uh, you know, that's, that's 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 my key thing before once I start you scaling. <laughs> you good to go. Yeah, yeah. It's good money. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's hard to find people, you know, that's, that's as I see, that will work for you. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to be their own boss, you know. So when I tell people, yeah, come work for me for 10%, you know, they're like, what? You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I'm just kind of taking my time right now as far as scaling. I'm just no doubt, no yeah. doubt. I like I like you guys, man. You guys are two yeah. knowledgeable cats, man. Definitely. Um, what I want to say. Oh, so what? What haven't we touched on? You guys are doing like a box truck, um, like a dispatching course or something like that. Tell me about that. What are you guys doing with that? Uh, I don't want to yes. forget about that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so we do uh, we do um, offer a dispatch course, and um, you know one thing we do like as we got into the business, we started to see that. That's the most important thing um, of it. And, you know, box trucks has not been around for a long time. Like the semis, like box trucks is a fairly new space. And I don't think that there's like a lot of people who've kind of perfected this kind of space that we're in right now. Um, you know, so we do offer the dispatch course, but it's not a course. You know, some people, they offer a course and you buy and you read it and that's it. You know, but one thing about dispatching is it's not really 
necessarily um, a thing that you learn and study. You know, it's more so about judgment. That's what really it is. It's about judgment, making the best decisions. Sound calls, yeah. Yeah, because lows may pop up from time to time. You don't know where it's going to pop up. You don't know where it's going to go to. Um, you don't know, you know, if it could be 1 p.m., you know. So you just need to know where to send certain drivers and where to stay. And so uh, the course is more so like a training, uh, you know. So it's a four-day training that's broken down um, Monday through Thursday, two hours per day. And it covers everything from route planning, negotiation, um, uh, bidding on loads, you know, hot and cold areas, understanding the market, understanding freight, you know, because people get into the business saying they just get a truck, but they don't understand freight, like the actual truck and business side of it. You know, dimensions, so, dimensions, stuff like <laughs> that. You know, so um, we do offer that. And then once the four days is completed, then there's another four weeks after that where at the end of each week, you know, we kind of review your numbers and we see where you can improve on or where you kind of went wrong at or what you can do better. You know, so over the course of time, over the next four weeks, you should begin seeing better rates and things like that. Um, you know, so it's more so like a training and, and, um, rather than just like an actual like course. course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I, I, I like that, man. It's, it's great to monetize your knowledge, especially when you're out there doing it. You know, for yeah. real, for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put, put a lot of miles in. A lot yeah, of you miles. put 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 <laughs> them ten thousand hours in. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, this is information people need to know. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, man, this is this has been dope, man. This has been informative. I, I learned about y'all. I learned some box truck stuff, some yeah. game. Yeah. Y'all dropped a lot of jewels. Y'all didn't hold nothing back. So nah, I appreciate nah, nah, that. Nah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap, but before we wrap, we have to number one let everybody know where they can connect with y'all, like social and all that. And then lastly, we gotta give a final thought. So the final thought is anything spiritual, entrepreneurial, coming from the both of you. You know what you want the last jewel you want to leave the audience with. So let's start with where they can connect with y'all, both individually or together, however you want to run it. Uh, or collectively, we on uh, Instagram at the the Box Truck Bros. Yeah, uh, I got a personal uh, OTR underscore Jihad on Instagram. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm just box truck bros. I'm not, I'm not personal. He don't want y'all to see his personal yeah. gram, y'all. Hey, hey, no man. follow. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's too lit. Yeah. It's lit. Hey, hey, um, I'm saying, yeah, just box, box truck bros um, on YouTube. They don't Instagram. call him forty for nothing. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's get to the final thought. Forty. Let's start with you, man. Let's start with the uh, with the younger brother. Um. I would say my final thought is for people coming to the business, um, you know, just take your time with it. I think a lot of people, they, they, they see what you can do in the trucking industry and a lot of people, they rush to get in, they rush to make money. Um, I think just kind of understanding that you're going to go through, um, you know, you're going to go through hell and back. You know, you're going to go through things that, uh, you may not be prepared for that you think you may not overcome. You know, if we didn't kind of go through what we did in the first six months, if we would have gave up at month five, month four, we would kind of wouldn't be here. Um, and also come out here. Prepare financially. Uh, you know, don't come out here with your last dollar because things can get real. You know, things yeah. can, um, you know, things can go, go sour fast, you know, and diesel is high, expenses are high, you know, so definitely come out here with some kind of financial backing and, um, invest in yourself beforehand. You know, don't, uh, don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't. He said, to my final thought. Uh, he taking all the final thoughts. Damn, little bro is just, he's nah, just nah, greedy. Nah, and also, I want to damn, yeah, and I would say, I would say, invest in yourself. You know, understand that you get into uh, a business, and this is an investment. You know, for your future, for generational wealth, or whatever. Right. And you don't want to play around with it. You know, you don't want to go out here, scrape up thousand dollars, and you know, you worried about, you know, this course or this stuff, stuff like that. You know, so 
Um, if that's what you need to kind of come into the business, making money, then whether it's me, whether it's someone else that you may find a liking to, you definitely want to um, learn the dispatching side of it because that's the key. So I'll leave off with that. Wayne. <laughs> I mean, Wayne's he world. He definitely took uh, the words out of my mouth, but I would definitely say um, invest in yourself. I mean, you are the biggest project that you can kind of work on. You go to work nine to five, so go build somebody else's business. Take the time and sit down and look at that and say, you can invest that in yourself. I mean, I was doing that dead end job for a while, trying to, you know, get somewhere that I was never going to get to. They're never going to put me in the house right next to them. You know, they'll pay me to keep me afloat. So just take that in mind. I mean, you go to work nine to five a lot. Invest in yourself. Um, don't be scared to take that that leap of faith. Um, we kind of been talking about starting the LLC for years, and the world kind of slowed itself down for us to actually get focused. But um, don't don't wait. Don't wait for you know the world to slow down. Take the time now because the, the longer you go, the the further away you can possibly get away from you know investing in yourself that generational wealth that you can change your actual family with. So. You made it happen, man. You, man. you, you got it. We got a final thought out of you. Yeah, you know, he yeah, took yeah. everything. <laughs> it's all good. Listen, yeah, Hustle yeah. Fam, if you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. This show has been amazing as always. You know what we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it's only a desire. Myself, Wayne, 40, the Box Truck Bros, we out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.